July 2nd, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast talking about SmackDown Live. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Matt Morgan coming in hot. Yeah, I'm cutting everybody off in the introductions here. You guys know what this is. You guys watch every single week. Yada, yada, yada. Glenn, myself, Justin. Yay. All right, great. Now on to the subject at hand. Tonight's show sucked. Sucked, 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 sucked. And I was telling the guys before the show's even started here on the podcast, I feel like doing tonight's podcast, I'm earning every damn penny because this would have been a show I would not have watched. No freaking way. What a contrast between last night and tonight's show. That's what closed out tonight's SmackDown. Not against the guys, obviously, but the show and how it was written. How do you guys not have, how do they not have enough pride who wrote that show tonight? Yeah. Because right, it was not Bischoff. How do they not have enough pride in going, well, wait a minute, we're being kind of pushed out of here. They're bringing Eric Bischoff in. Let's at least go out with a freaking bang. Let's show them that maybe they made the wrong decision of bringing Eric Bischoff in and they should have stuck with us. No, none. Zero pride whatsoever. They phoned it in with the damn, uh, what the show they wrote up tonight. Yeah, it felt so inconsequential, so inessential. It might as well have been airing on the Sci-Fi Network. The writers phoned. The writers phoned it in, man. Yeah, I mean, this felt SmackDown hasn't felt like this in years. Yes, uh, I agree. Justin, what did you think? I'm back on Tuesday nights with you guys after SmackDown, and boy, I'm kind of regretting it right now. Right? We'd be so excited to cover SmackDown. Remember? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, this 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 didn't stand at all next to Monday Night Raw. Uh, and oh, not man. not often in the past year have we said that, but this this didn't hold a candle next to Raw. No, it's an oxymoron almost because SmackDown. Well. Up until the last, I'd say, six months, not eight months, I always thought SmackDown was smoking raw week after week after week. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do the podcast instead of raw, if you remember, after a while, remember? And um, my schedule didn't work out that way. And you guys already had somebody doing it. Finally, we had an opening, and I was able to start doing SmackDown, and I was excited. We had Daniel Bryan coming back, whenever the hell that was, a year ago, I'm guessing, a year and a half ago. You know, there, AJ was a champion. They had some upward movement, at least, in the show. It was it was a great uh, pacing to it. And then now it's like, I think I'm the curse. Honestly, folks at home watching, I think I'm the curse for SmackDown. It's just this week and next week. So Eric <laughs> Bischoff is not starting until it's been rumored, what, Justin, after Extreme Rules? Yeah. Um, was it a Why mistake? Why don't you ask me a boy timeout? Why don't you ask me my opinion? I got a wrestling go- dirt sheet. I'm, I'm, I got my just- own wrestling dirt sheet. MattMorgan.org, wrestling rumors, and no? You should. And it could just be like wrestling, you could just reskin it and just like have somebody recap all the rest Everybody of the else, rumors. The rest of these cats do that. They're kind of true. Why not? Well, let me ask you your opinion of this, Matt. So with that in mind, given how much Raw and SmackDown have had creative issues lately, was it a mistake for the WWE to announce that Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. yes. was coming on board last Thursday? Okay. Yes, for us being kind of excited after especially after watching raw last night and some yeah. of us that aren't in the know let's say because i prefer not to be so much in the know i didn't know bischoff was not going to be part of tonight's show i did not know that i went online when i was about 10 20 minutes into the show going, there's no way he's part of the show yet and i went online and i had to read it that he's not coming until after the pay-per-view but i could tell that it was the same old crap again because of how badly it started off but um right but by the same token I don't mean to hedge my bet here with my answer, but you guys, it, of course, it's somewhat smart saying that you're bringing in Eric Bischoff even prematurely to when he'll actually be starting because it creates excitement. It creates electricity. It gets people to stop talking about AEW. Yeah. I well, let's, just, uh, uh, Justin. Well, let's keep something in mind, though, is that, uh, you know, obviously Heyman, you know, there's a difference here between Heyman and Bischoff coming in. Heyman has been involved with WWE yes. for how many years? And, and even aside from his own character on, on screen stuff with Brock, he's working with talent individually. So he's he's kind of clued in. Mm-hmm. I can't speak entirely, but Eric Bischoff, I know, is not as clued in and hasn't been watching as much the last couple of years the way Paul Heyman. So even when Eric does start, it, it's going to take a little bit more time for him, maybe yeah. to, to 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 okay. Where did they these guys live all left off? Where can we close this so we can start this? You know, it, it, it's going to be a little bit different. So everybody who you know, we watched Raw last night, and Raw, you know, certainly had some Heyman type uh, fingerprints on it with the yes. pacing and, and with the edginess. I don't. I'm not expecting Eric Bischoff to come in and it to be. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, here's the thing, you guys. Um, one thing I will be able to say about Eric and working with him is that he's a huge, huge believer in storyline arcs. He's not yeah. a fan of shit canning storylines out of left field. 
because it just didn't work one week. And then they get all paranoid and terrified. She crapped their pants. And then they shit in an angle at a left field when some of us still wanted to see it play out. Um, he will be disciplined enough in that regard. Also, he's a big uh, believer in, 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 in how the show is shot. That's what I'm most interested in with Eric. Because I've been saying for years, the show needs a new aesthetic feel. Eric's a big... He's a TV guy. Yeah, whatever. Thank you. TV guy. And he's big on what an aesthetic feel the viewer gets from watching a certain show that he shoots. TNA. He's the one who brought us that um, TNA reaction show after TNA Impact was over. And I would argue reaction was like 10 times better than Impact was. It was only like a half hour long, but it was way better. Like maybe an hour long. But we got more over doing if some of us were featured on reaction than we did on the actual Impact for two hours. It was much, much better, and it was shot completely differently. It had a different, um, again, aesthetic uh, view. If you're the viewer watching this at home, it looked grainy. It looked gritty. It looked very, very different from the rest of what our normal show did. So that's what I was looking forward to, and I am going to be looking forward to with SmackDown. I think it will finally, eventually, whether it's off the bat after the pay-per-view or it does take time, like you said, he will implement that. I'll guarantee you he changes somewhat of the aesthetic feel to that show. Maybe with starting out with certain angles at first, and then eventually the whole show. But we will see glimpses of it. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> I I don't know I, his. I guarantee you, his first week, two weeks from uh, tonight, is going to be better than what we saw tonight. There's well, no way it can be worse. Us three could easily make a better show. That's terrible for me to say, but that's sorry. Tonight was terrible. Tonight was bad. We opened with Kevin Owens coming out for the Kevin Owens show. His guests were Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, and uh, he wants to talk about what happened last night on Raw. We talked about a lot tonight what happened last night on Raw, whether it was the Brave or the Braun uh, Bobby spot and then uh, the Undertaker coming out. So uh, Kevin did a shtick. I thought this part actually started off good, um, but then when Dolph Ziggler came out, I like Kevin dressing him down, talking about you've been here eight years, you were uh, good, then you weren't, then you weren't, then you weren't, really uh, giving him a dose of truth. And then wouldn't you know it, they got paired up as an impromptu tag team that we're going to face off in the main event against Heavy Machinery, stipulation being that if they won, they'd be added to the SmackDown tag team title match at Extreme Rules to make it a triple threat. What did you think of Owens uh, in this segment, Matt? He's always good. Um, I, I thought he was good. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would have like uh, I paid closer attention to Drew. Mm. I'd watch him more for Drew because here's he has an ang- opportunity at an angle with Undertaker in any way, shape, or form. You know, so you want to ballpark every promo you get because how many chances do you get to really work with Undertaker? Yeah, and and I'm watching him. His delivery, I, I'm his biggest fan too, and I hate saying this, but it was hokey. It was robotic. It was, it was very slow. Yeah. And Undertaker, it was so. Nah. You know yeah. what I mean? It was over the I, top. It was I, too I, slow. I completely agree, Matt. I actually thought for a split second when Drew was delivering that promo and he was sitting there, I thought maybe he was purposely mocking Kevin Owens, who Owens was purposely being robotic, <laughs> going off of each card, being anti, you know, being you know, not enthusiastic. I thought maybe he was yeah. mocking Owens, and then I was like, no, he's just delivering this promo. It was yeah. very, very robotic. I, I agree. I, I don't know what what's up with that. I don't know if something has to do. This might sound silly to you guys, but it might have something to do with sitting down versus standing up. Sometimes I'm a thousand percent better if I'm able to walk around the ring a little bit with the mic in my hand i'm way more comfortable doing that because i can feel the crowd right when you're sitting there it's a little different you know what i mean you kind of feel like on front street and you're sitting there in this ridiculous looking outfit and what's supposed to be a, a show if you will an interview show and you're wearing this ridiculous outfit because you're not there to wrestle you're there to do an interview but yet you want to wrestle it's just it, there's so much to it that feels awkward and i'm making an excuse for him i know because I like him, and he's been ballparking everything lately. This was just one he didn't ballpark, but that's what stuck out to me more than anything else. And Kevin Owens being witty, generally, as, as he always is. Wait, Kevin Matt, Owens, you're, you're telling me you don't feel comfortable cutting a promo standing in boots and a Speedo? No. I mean, I, I standing there, yeah, sitting there, it's so, <laughs> it's so awkward if you're supposed to be doing an interview show. The other thing is, we did Family Feud once with TNA, you guys. That was super uncomfortable. We had to wear wrestling gear. Oh, like, what the hell? Why? We're not going to wrestle. Do you know what uh, I mean? Steve Harvey TNA? Or Steve Harvey uh, Family yes. Feud? 
Yes, he clowned the hell out of us, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, my my man, put some pants on, yes, please. That's all I heard. It was hilarious. <laughs> Somebody I, send me a link to that. I want to see that episode if it's online. Somebody send me a episode. Link. Oh no, my friend, it's the gift that keeps on giving. We shot five days worth. I'm gonna watch five the whole episodes. week. I'm gonna watch the whole week. Send it to me, somebody. I, I can't wait till like some of our viewers are like really high one late night and they turn on the game show network and there's Matt Morgan and, and Steve Harvey. It's terrible. it's terrible. Mick Foley is the only one with the right idea, rocking his flannel long sleeve shirt that he wears everywhere else. Yeah. Wow. Was like goofs. Uh, so Kevin Owens was getting booed tonight, Justin. What do you make of that reaction and how they played him tonight? He was a little uh, in between. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to think here. Like a few weeks ago, he was heel up against Kofi Kingston. Now he was like the baby face who was who was calling out Shane and Drew for being cowards. Uh, so you know, I'll be honest with you, this was the only time in the night, and I wasn't expecting this tonight. But this was speaking of Eric Bischoff. This was the only time that I see this go down. I see Shane in there, and Shane's getting ready to make this match of like all this stuff. For a minute, I thought, all right, maybe this is when Eric Bischoff does show up. Because there, there was a there was a rumor of him and that he was being advertised locally and it might have been false, but this was the only time where I was like, all right, you know, Owens is being a face. I don't get it. Shane's, you know, Shane's trying to still use his muscle. This was the one time I thought maybe Eric comes out and just trump cards all of them. Didn't happen. And after that, I was like, all right, he's not showing up. But that was the only time because everything was a little bit odd to me. I didn't understand. I mean, Owens wasn't bad, but it was just confusing to me. Because so Drew's robotic. Shane is not saying anything new, and I'm a big Shane fan, but he's not saying anything new to me. Um, Dolph. I'm sorry. I just don't. Uh, the, I, I, I'm, I'm gone with him. I don't care. He's really overstaying his welcome. Could you imagine night after Extreme Rules, Shane McMahon comes out, tries to cut the best in the world thing. Eric Bischoff comes out with a big broom like the Sandman at the Apollo Theater and just looks at him and goes, you're not a wrestler. Get the hell out of here. It'd be the biggest <laughs> pop we've ever heard on SmackDown. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, if we never had to see Shane McMahon again uh, in this current iteration. Uh Biggie versus Daniel Bryan tonight. What'd you think of this match, Matt? Good. This match was good um, because I see Biggie, honest to God, as a future heavyweight champion singles. I yeah. think we all do, right? Um, so I was looking forward to this match. I, If I was him, I would have treated this match as a test match with WWE, see what he can do against someone like as good as Daniel Bryan in a singles connotation. You know what I mean? To show he can get over by himself. Um, and I thought he did. I thought it was a great match. Justin? Yeah, no, I agree. Everything Matt said. I think he's, he can go as a singles guy. He's got charisma. He's got speed. He's got power. He's just, he's got, he's, he's, he's kind of, he doesn't look it from his, you know, he's not a Randy Orton build. He's not a Drew McIntyre build, but he's a five tool sports entertainer, pro wrestling performer. Really I like is. them. I like the match. I like the finish with uh, with 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 a Rowan get a little in, involved in the outside. It was good timing in terms of uh, knocking out Big E, taking the elbow to a flying Xavier Woods. I thought this was probably the highlight. Quite honestly, probably the show if we're talking oh, bell to bell. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan won that match uh, with the assist from Rowan. Um, after <clears throat> that, we had our truth backstage talked about going essentially on Drake Mavericks uh, or Hornswoggles. Honeymoon. Uh, I thought this was terrible, this whole backstage. It's kind of like we were talking about last night with the Street Profits. I mean, our truth missed with me. And yes, I thought the same thing, Glenn. I was thinking about you, ironically enough. Um, Because the first thought in my head came, oh, geez, here we go again. Negative stereotypes. There they go again. They can't freaking refuse it. They can't. It's not even a low hanging fruit anymore, dude. The freaking fruit's on the ground, Glenn. Yeah. And they're picking it back up from 1985 on top of it. Yes. Yes. It's so frustrating. And to that point, you know what it reminded me of? I was like, what does this remind me of? And I was thinking about Vince and his antiquated views. And I was like, Vince Mm -hmm. wants Truth to do buckwheat from Saturday Night Live. It's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So much better than that. If you guys only knew how talented this dude is. Truth is is the best. Top of his head, best rapper I've ever heard in my life. Um, in besides the fact, athleticism wise, what he can do in that ring, what he can do on the mic. I mean, go back. He got little Jimmy over for crying out loud. Are you kidding me? Like he got that over. He's so damn good. I get they buried him for years. I understand that. But I don't like seeing this though. I just don't. Yeah, it's too far. Too far, I think, with this. Yeah. Um so after that we got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross backstage. Uh Alexa saying, Hey, uh Nikki, you go out and do a moment of bliss with Bailey. They went out together. Um, 
got into it, setting up the match, Nikki Cross versus Bailey that happened tonight. What do you think, Matt, of uh, commentary now just calling Nikki socially awkward so much? Like, they're really pushing it so hard. What do they used to call Dean Ambrose? What was his gimmick? Uh, the lunatic. Lunatic French. It reminds me of the same thing when Michael Cole screaming it every, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. He's crazy. He's crazy. It, it's the same thing here. It's 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 over overblown, overdone. But let's take let's take that out of the equation. In general, this was a really big opportunity, I thought, for Nick. Sure. Any microphone time you get is amazing. And she got a ton of it, I thought. And I thought she did pretty solid because I'm not a Nikki Cross fan. I'm not. But um I don't know. I think she's improving each time she gets the opportunity. What did you think, Justin? You know, I think that it's weird. Nikki, well, first off, this is kind of, you know, we talk about Eric Bischoff and like in story arcs. This is actually some story they seem to have some dedication to. They seem to have some bigger plan for this because they're, they're really building some dynamics between Nikki Cross and Alexa and, and this manipulation of the outcast. Oddly enough, as I watch Nikki Cross sit there and host the show next to Bailey, and uh, Bailey certainly has had a rough run since being on the main roster. Things have not gone as well for her as it did in NXT. You know, in NXT, I mean, she was like the John Cena of NXT. Uh, yeah. She hasn't had that in Raw or SmackDown. I look at Nikki Cross, and oddly, Nikki Cross is kind of on the path I think they wanted for Bailey in the sense of like she's supposed to be, you know, she, she, she's not one of the cool girls, so to speak. She kind of just believes in herself, although Nikki Cross is a little bit darker than what Bailey is. But she believes in herself, and, and she's meant to be, a, you know, good person in the end. She's meant to be the baby face. I kind of feel like people are kind of connecting a little bit more to Nikki Cross naturally and organically, uh, and that was the way that they wanted Bailey to connect on Raw or SmackDown. And for whatever reason, a lot of it booking and creatively, it just didn't work uh, on those initial those initial runs for Bailey. If that makes sense. Yeah, I actually think her awkwardness is is charming. It kind of works in a quirky way. Um, and I look forward to her snapping again because she does do crazy so well. Um, it'll be good. I think Bailey kind of looked a little bland by comparison tonight in this segment. Yeah. yeah. If WWE ever wants to bring Raven back, I'd, I'd love to see a Raven Nikki Cross vignette. That'd be something. Um, so we got Nikki Cross versus Bailey tonight in this match and uh bailey picked up the win here so they're just going back and forth with this i mean nikki gets added to that match extreme rules right matt at this point yes yeah it'll be a triple threat maybe she wins i feel like they got something invested in her i mean justin do you feel like with bailey as a character right now it's just it's it's pretty cold yeah, well, I don't know if I go. Yeah, it's just it's just what is what it is. I mean, she had such a big pop when she won. I mean, they're again they're at least featuring her every week. They at least got her involved in something. I mean, I don't know if I'd yeah. say it's ice cold, but it's not like they didn't they didn't follow up on the momentum that they had on the huge pop when she won and she ran into the crowd. It felt like they're not gonna night. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- th- this match will this match will result in Nikki Cross getting added. Nikki Cross will somehow do something sure. that costs Bliss yes. either intentionally or or yeah. unintentionally, and then it's gonna break those two down. And those two will go off together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Ali's promo tonight that they showed. Mm-hmm. They've been showing these vignettes. Uh, how did tonight stack up for you, Matt? I dug it. Yeah. I, I dug it. I think he's uh, getting more and more comfortable, too, you can see. Calling out the WWE Championship, that's what he wants to go for. I mean, yep. which if they're putting him in that scene, that is and, definitely a step up. And talk about low-hanging fruit. Let's, I'm glad they're not going with the typical gimmick they would go with with a guy named Ali. I'm glad they're just letting him be him. I mean, yeah. I feel like, haven't they, have they done it yet? I'm surprised if they haven't. Not really. I mean, he, I, mean he, I, I know he's addressed it on social media and stuff like that of like, you know, he doesn't have to be – and I know he, I know he dresses in the Indies too, not having to be stereotyped as the Middle Eastern character, the terrorist, essentially. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It it, it works. It, it counter. It's counterproductive. I don't get it. So that's yeah. cool. They're not doing it with him at least. Yeah. Well, and the, he's picking up the torch from this, right? Kofi cut like two promos like this in the run up to WrestleMania, and he's dropped it ever since. I think it's refreshing to hear somebody talk about why they want to be champion more than just to prove I'm the best or because I deserve it. Yes, 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, felt him, I felt him tonight. Yeah. And the, but compare that then to Kofi doing the pancake shit, and it's just no. like no. night and day difference. I want some of this heart back in Kofi. Me too. Um, 
so speaking of which, Samoa Joe came out, Kofi came out, they addressed each other. Uh, Joe was trying to get him to shake his hand, saying, you know, uh, we're going to wait to settle this at Extreme Rules. Uh, ultimately, this ended in Kofi flipping off Joe. They traded words uh, a little bit before that. Um, I don't know. I mean, Matt, are you still excited for this? What's probably going to be a ladders match at Extreme Rules? Yes. Again, it's different, you guys, and I got I got to call it the way I I, I see it, and I got to be honest with the fans watching at home. When some of these guys are like my really, really, really good friends, like Joe is, I, it's hard for me not to be biased, to not be interested, because I'm excited for my friend. You know what I mean? So I got yeah. I, I can't, I can't put that in its own box, and that's like the one setup I can't really watch as a legit fan. I don't think. Do you know what I mean? I'm mean, watching from a wrestler's perspective, and and seeing how that match goes and see what Joe's getting in as far as offense goes and what the WWE is wanting from this. I'm nervous that they're just using Joe to get Kofi a win, right? To get him a win against somebody that's better than Dolph Ziggler, which Kofi desperately does need. We said it week in and week out now when we're begging for this Dolph Dolph, uh, Ziggler angle to friggin' die already because it kills Kofi. Kofi needs to beat legitimate competition finally. And Joe's better than Dolph. Yeah. Justin? Yeah, I mean, that, that's all I look for out of this. I look for Kofi getting a win against the guy just to continue. Um, yeah, Kofi's had, a, Kofi's had an incredible winning streak uh, of, of, of being booked winning, whether it's title or non-title, uh, since becoming champion. So I, I look for this just to be one more, like Matt said, somebody a little bit more credible right now than Dolph Ziggler. You know, when I watched this promo, I was kind of, eh, at first it was, like, really elementary in the whole, like, you know, shake my hand. And uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help yeah. but if you ever watched Django Unchained, just before, uh, just before the, just before the dentist shoots uh, Calvin Candy, and Calvin Candy's insistent, you shake my hand, no deals. I just had that in my head. It was just this really weird exchange. But I got to say, I popped like most people did when Kofi flicked him off. When we all want a little bit, we all want a little bit of attitude and edge. I liked it. Uh, I yeah. liked the fact that it wasn't just happy-go-lucky pancake Kofi. That's I like that. So we got to get credit for that. You're right. Good call. Yeah, you know, by the end of it, it had me. But I was, but at the leading up to this whole handshaking thing, I was like, well, this is kind of hokey. No, no. What's that? Do you know what I mean, Glenn? We we're just crapping on him for being like freaking, you know, happy-go-lucky phony Kofi, and um, that was that, real. That's a good little edge in there, right? But the way the WWE does it tomorrow, no, tonight on WWE Shop, pancakes and middle fingers, <laughs> t-shirts, you know, selling New Day. Fo- oh my God, foam middle fingers. That's right there. That's like a brilliant WWE piece of merchandise. Um, no, I thought it was good. It's just uh, they they got to do some more. They got to do some more with him. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Andrade versus Apollo Cruz. So. Selena Vega was out there. I feel like there could be a really good story here, but I still really don't know why this is happening, aside from that little uh, interaction they had back. I mean, I guess because of that interaction they had backstage where Apollo was talking to Zelina. Um, it was cold. No, it was cold. It was yeah. Cold. In general, it was a cold. But the match itself was good. The guys are very good. They both talents. But again, it just felt thrown out there. Yeah, this felt like Friday night, a Friday night SmackDown match. Yeah, totally. And Apollo. so, Apollo's nasty. Like, if I was, is it my company? I, I'm being dead serious. I'm exaggerating. He is a freak athlete, and he's a good guy. He's never going to get in trouble on the road. He's never going to mess with drugs. He's never going to womanize. He's never going to do any of that crap. He's as straight up an arrow as you can get. And it, he, he's still feeling that out in the ring. Right and, and feeling out who he is as, as a young man, and I think he his potential is, is, is unlimited for my money. Um, seriously, I think he's insanely underrated. Uh, Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler were backstage. Uh, I'm, I'm glad these guys didn't really have amazing chemistry together, but it seems like they're going to be the feud going forward uh, for the two of them, based on how the match happened, which we'll talk about in a moment. But Alistair Black talked more about the knock on his door and said, hey, come uh, reveal yourself at Extreme Rules. I'm hoping and praying it's not Bray Wyatt. What did you think of this promo, Matt? I thought it was Bray Wyatt. <sighs> That's so terrible because one of them has to lose. I know. I know. I know. I trust you. I know. Not, not necessarily. What? Like the, like the count out? You, you, got, you, got, you, got, you got two characters who I, who I just categorize as um, 
supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they, it's like Undertaker Kane. They don't play yes. by the same rules. They they, they can yeah, do they things. They can come out their butts if they wanted to, yes. Right. Yep. So when you have two characters that are supernatural and the first time they're coming face-to-face, <laughs> that doesn't mean you need to have a that, – that, that's not that's not a sport win-loss match, man. That that You don't know what could happen. You could one, – one of them could blow the other one off. <laughs> you don't know. It's, you know. I'm shooting out electric shockers to all the fans. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, that crap can happen. But Bray's promos have been a ten. Alistair's at what do you know? No, no, he's been nowhere to be seen. He's had these dark blackout segments. Yeah, that's what that, I'm saying. Yeah, so, how is that going to get them both? I mean, I think it'll do more for Alistair than it will for Bray at this. We point. need to hope we're wrong, and it is not. Yeah, Bray. yeah I don't think it is. I think it's going to be somebody like uh, I think it's going to be somebody established for Alistair Black to try to eventually get over, like a Randy Orton. Um, Randy you know, would be good. Yeah, you know, I, I, that, that's that, I don't think it's Bray for what it's worth. Yeah, but I feel like the way they're building it, um, I don't know. It's it's very strange. It's very bad. Uh, I, I wish that we would go back to seeing what a badass Alistair was in the ring, rather than what is it now? Like eight weeks of these promos that we've been. No, but you know to. what? But but no, but this is the way it should have been in the first place when they when they hot shotted him and Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or wherever the hell it was, wherever the hell they were, Baton Rouge, or wherever the when they when they brought him and Ricochet out of nowhere, and they should have been tagging in the first place. This is the Alistair Black we should have got from the start. It should have been a long wait of promos, make you wait and pay to see him in the ring. So I I, I kind of want to just forget about those two months of Alistair Black and a tag team with Ricochet. This mm. I have no problem with this, Glenn. This is the way it should have been from the start of Alistair Black coming to. We have uh, forgotten about it though, with those horrible backstage, um, which is which is fine. Glenn was saying, Matt, he, he was saying how he, he wants to see how Alistair's a badass in the ring, and I say, I'm fine with milking this and waiting to see it again. But this isn't, I mean, Justin, just to, to correct, you think these promos are good that Alistair's been doing? I think I think in a time right now where we have several characters who are kind of doing, you know, when we have when you have a Bray Wyatt over here who's doing this just wacky mind acid trip, I like Alistair Black's straightforward in a black room. I don't think it needs a lot of razzle-dazzle. I'm fine with it. I, I, I you know, yeah, it's a lot of riddle and, and rhyme, but uh, I'm okay with it if once I see the payoff. Now, you know, let's see who it is. If, 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 if it's Randy Orton, you know, it's going to be kind of odd that Randy Orton was the one knocking on the door. Uh, but from a booking X and O's, <laughs> from, from a booking X and O standpoint, it makes sense if, if Alistair Black gets over on Randy Orton by the end of the summer. Um, but I don't know who else it could be. Like, I, is there some other character that is there somebody else that's on the sidelines that we're waiting for right now that could answer? Well, I don't, you know. More importantly, we got to go back to what you just said. I'm sorry, but we got to go back to what you said as far as um, you rather have him be straightforward. F that. No, no, we don't want him to be straightforward. We want him no. to be this epic larger-than-life persona that we got from NXT. That's what we want. We don't want him in a closet somewhere where it's completely blacked out and one little cool candle in the background that we're supposed to be, crap, he might be in the church, he might not. Where is he? I don't know. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, we want, like, he has the depth. That character has a crap ton of depth to it. As far as we're looking at an onion, that thing had, like, five layers already built into it. We're bringing him up from NXT. They crapped on it by having them tag team with Ricochet, right? So then we're supposed to be forgetting about it with this vignette mania of his that they've been having him do, where he just cuts all these worthless promos. And I don't mean worthless in what he's saying. I mean worthless in how it was shot, worthless yeah. in the energy that the writing team put in behind it. Do you know what I mean? This was some this like give him the energy, give that dude the energy you're giving Bray Wyatt with all his creativity. Yeah, Bray's doing groundbreaking work. Ali is doing something on the streets that feels raw but feels yeah. very real. Meanwhile, yes, Randy Orton's knocking at the door because uh, Alistair Black is in the bathroom shooting these things, and Randy <laughs> really has to be. Totally is. Yes. I wouldn't yeah. mind. You know, Alistair Black's talked about how his character somewhat like uh, inspired by like cults, and I guess his dad was in a cult stuff. I, I'd love to see some Alistair Black produce stuff of him leading these masses of people to the to, to the Kool Aid, essentially. Sound um, because he, yeah. he, dude, his, I mean, even his entrance, just his entrance alone was better in NXT. Well, you know, I'm asking if there's guys on the sideline that could come back. You know, I'm trying to think, you know, other than Bray Wyatt, I, you know, my boy Sheamus, he's healthy now and he's looking yeah. jacked. If you haven't seen Sheamus in the pictures, take a look at him. He's ripped to all hell for a guy who's almost 40 years old. Maybe I, another guy, again, random, why is Sheamus knocking on the door? But, you know, I don't know. Because he's got to take a dump. He's taking up the stall, remember? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... It's, actually, it's actually Vince knocking on the door. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, so Damn it, I got a turtle head poking at. Hey, pal, this coffee's gone right through me. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, wrap it up. I'm not going to fart because it's a sign of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose tonight. Uh, we got that. And yeah, I mean, that they dropped the story element. They talked a little about it on commentary, what we've seen in recent weeks. But the good news is, Ember picked up a win tonight. That Eclipse looked awesome. She looked awesome. What did you think of uh, the match and where this is going, Matt? I liked it. And I don't know. I did like it for, like, you just literally for the reason you just said, because you got to win. Yeah. You needed one. Her finisher, though, good Lord. I don't know how she's able to do that. Every time she hits, I'm like, oh, my back. You know, my, my spine. Like, I don't know how she hits that. She's crazy athletic. Yeah. She would actually be good paired with Aleister Black. They have complimentary gimmicks to one another. Huh. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, Justin, where do you think they go uh, from this, or do you think it's just going to peter out with her and Mandy? Yeah, I don't see much more going with her and Mandy. Uh, I, you know, I will say I'm a big fan of Ember Moon. I actually said it a couple weeks ago. Uh, my wife was in the room, and I, I just happened uh, – Ember, Ember Moon was making her entrance, and, and my wife hadn't – you know, she on the stays on the periphery will know – know who's around and she was not familiar with her and I just said oh, I was like well I think she's got one of the best finishers right now going uh, and that was a couple weeks ago and Ember Moon didn't hit the finisher well she hit it tonight I made a point to pause the TV and have my wife come yeah. in the room I said here watch this and, you know, I mean, it's, I, 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 she's got a ton of potential again and just somebody else who it's like you need some story for you know I mean yeah they do a lot of they do a lot of mixed tags these days I mean yeah her, her character could kind of jive with the Alistair Black I don't know about right now but I mean Again, Ember Moon's another one that I would almost classify in that little bit of that supernatural where the rules can be bent with her. And that's that that's that, there's a lot of potential creatively in that. Yeah. So Sonya Deville did come to the ring afterwards to check on Mandy Rose. Uh, I think maybe they're gonna go with that storyline that they've been uh lightly hinting at, but who knows? Uh Shelton Benjamin, uh female voice asked him who will win the WWE title match at Extreme Rules. Shelton smiled, kept smiling kept smiling, looking around. It was awkward, and he walked off. Uh, Matt, any guesses as to what in the hell's going on here? Nothing. Nothing. Justin? I'll be curious to see if they give Shelton Benjamin a five-year contract to make sure he doesn't go to AEW. Eh, perhaps. While he's doing nothing else for them. Yes. Uh, maybe he's the father of Maria's unborn child. We'll talk about that in a moment, but first, the main event tonight. Heavy Machinery versus Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. Stipulation being if KO and Dolph won, they were going to get added to the title match against Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan at Extreme Rules. Uh, this There was interference. They went to commercial. They came back. You started the match. Uh, Heavy Machinery ended up winning because, gosh darn it, KO and Dolph just couldn't get along and work together as a team. This is two weeks in a row where Dolph got an opportunity to wrestle for a title or a championship. <laughs> If he won his match, yeah, it's Kofi. This week it's this, you know. Yeah, but yeah. we can we get on the t we do get on them an awful lot by saying these matches don't have any um, not stipulations, but don't have anything up for stakes. Any stakes? Thank you. Stakes. Well, they've given stakes. No offense to him, but with the wrong talent, they need to give stakes to other talents in which we want to see them come up and win. And make good on those stakes that they just won. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, don't waste it on Dolph because Dolph, we've, we're, we're checked out with him. And he's a buddy of mine. I don't mean to say it in a negative way about him. It's just how they booked him over the years. You know what I mean? It's like nobody was sitting there rooting for Dolph to win. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Justin, did this match do anything for you? Well, the stipulation of the match is main event worthy. You know, when you have a match where it's sure. saying the, the winner gets to be added into a title match. The participants in the match does not make it main event worthy in the sense of like there was absolutely there was no doubt in my mind obviously heavy machinery is winning this right they're not going to have this random pairing of, o of owens and ziggler be put in the match so you know i didn't like it in the last in, in the main event spot i didn't like it in, for, for in that regard heavy machinery should be there yet right right but, but you know what i'll say this heavy but if you go back and watch i finish though oh dude heavy, they're, heavy, all, they're very heavy good. heavy machinery got the people behind them dude, so yes. you know yes. i mean you know, so I mean, on that in that regard, it's like good for them, and you know, and we and we always yeah. want them showcasing new talent, and this was kind of cool to see a, a new team being ushered in of getting their first tag title shot, and 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 and, and being, getting to earn it in a main event spot. So it's like I'm kind of fifty fifty. I mean, I like that end of it, but at the same point, when it's not when it's nine fifty and I got the last commercial on, I'm like, 
I really don't need to watch this last segment. I know what's going to happen. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. at our time with it being heavy machinery that's closing out the show. And Biggie and Xavier Woods were also ringside at a custom announce table with a bunch of pancakes. Pancakes went flying at some point. So Heavy Machinery won. Um, we got one more SmackDown until Extreme Rules. After Ziggler approached Owens, Owens hit him with a stunner, claimed that SmackDown's his show, the KO show, and SmackDown went off the air. I like one that. more. Yeah. No, that was good. And then uh, one more until Eric Bischoff comes and saves us all. So uh, are, are Owens and Zayn not friends anymore now that Owens back to being a good guy? I don't know. He is a good guy. That's the thing. I think they're, he's kind of in the middle, right? Yeah, it is no. weird. I don't know. I'm hoping once Eric gets there, like like that is one of the, the, the features because Kevin Owens deserves it. He's damn he's already proven he's good enough. Well I remember Zane is on Raw. Owens is on SmackDown. It doesn't matter, Marvel. Glenn. It no, doesn't they showed matter. some restraint tonight. Oh, same the, thing, yeah. yeah, the wild card rule mm. the last night tonight has been a little muted compared to weeks past. Yes. Um Yes. Uh, so let's talk about the news stories. Mm-hmm. Big one being that Maria Canellis is pregnant mm-hmm. and informed the WWE after she and Mike Canellis signed new five-year deals rumored to be worth, uh, what is it, like half a million dollars a year, I believe, for the both of them? Or is it each? Do you have any details on that, Justin? I, I don't know. I don't remember what the total is. I know, I know it's five years. I know, and I know it's a good chunk of change. I don't know. I don't know what the total is. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, first off, congratulations to them having another child. That's obviously always uh, great for a couple. <laughs> this is, you know, when you look at this, that you know, they they came to WWE after after building their stock up uh, in, in ROH and in other places, uh, and you know, so it was like good for them. And then when they made the debut, WWE totally blindsided us a little bit. They they took you know her last name. They did this this love gimmick. You know, so it was different. Like you know, so they came in and they made a splash. And then literally, since then, whether it be because of pregnancy, injury, or, or Mike getting clean, good for him, there's just been no momentum. Now, recently, they got some momentum on 205 Live. You know, I think it caught a lot of people off guard, at least fans, that they get a five-year deal when, again, they really haven't done much. And obviously, I think a lot of people like myself said, okay, this is a deal, that, like, again, to, to keep them from going elsewhere while WB's in this protected mode. And then it's like you get this new deal, and then – all of a sudden, she's pregnant again, and she, so she can't wrestle again. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's an odd timeline. I don't want to listen. You don't want Maria wrestling to begin with. No offense to Maria. Well, but, but never, but but never, but never mind. Still cut promos. She can still right. cut promos. Right, and and so my point is, it, it yeah, man, she doesn't need to wrestle. The fact that they started to use her pregnancy and what seems to be a storyline, that's fine to me. If that if that if that gives justification to allow her to stay on the road longer until she gets to the physical point of where she can't right. be on the road anymore. So you can get something out of her, then I'm all for this. If if they're gonna say she's pregnant, then like a week or two she's gone and we don't see her again for another year, it just seems it just it just seems like such a weird investment to make in Well hang in on, did you just say that they didn't tell WWE that she was pregnant until they got that new contract? That's what I'm hearing. Now 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 I take that with a grain of salt because again, the only, the only you know, I take that with a grain of salt, but if that yeah, if that's true, if they got this new five year deal and then a week or two or three later, it went. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm pregnant. I mean, that's just kind of. She did that great. Good talk, on you. Talk Smart. about talk about great child and support, huh? Your family comes first. Sorry, sorry, WWE. Oh. So you guys screwed over so many boys and girl, uh, the guys and girls over the years. Oh well, tough. Yeah. Medicine. No, it makes me like her all the more. Yes, uh, it does. <laughs> No, and uh, so what about these rumors, Justin, that they were talking before there were uh, about this uh, cook-holding storyline? Because it seems like last night that's really where it's going uh, with how she was dressing down Mike, the way commentary was dressing him down. I'm assuming there's going to be some storyline about who's the father of this child. I was waiting for Tommy Dreamer to pop up, you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, hope, I, I hope it was just a gimmick to... I don't know. You want that to be a one-off, Matt? You don't want any answers? No, no. I want Mike <laughs> to get some sort of come up and not to her, but somehow out of this. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is or how they do it, but it can't just be poor Mike. It's very like that. He's going to face the father of that child at SummerSlam. I think that's the feud, is that you build no, that up. Freaking way. There's no way he would put that. God bless yeah. Yowie wowie. was back. <laughs> Yowie wowie, Bray Wyatt impregnated Maria. It all makes sense. That's where he's been. He took her off to the Firefly Floodhouse, and there it was. 
right there. The last thing Bray Wyatt and that crazy ass <laughs> character of his is worried about is fiddling around with his noodle. Okay, let's just. Put it. I can't imagine him. Hey, he impregnated JoJo. Now he's off to Maria. <laughs> I'm. He's hitting diva. He's hitting diva search and ring announcers <laughs> by the day. No. Lillian, <laughs> Lillian Garcia better watch her ass. No, I think I think uh, that would hurt his character. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see with Mike and Maria. I'll tell you that segment last night, next to the uh, the mm-hmm. Braun. Uh, I would argue Bobby more through. so. I would argue more so. I think this was more talked about. Yeah. I mean, this is talked about. I doubt they drop it. I think they're going to keep it going. But I do think Mike does get his uh, his victory at the end. He I does ultimately. Know. That's how this feud ends, right? Is that and that's that's how you write Maria off TV when she's too pregnant to keep appearing. Uh, Mike defeats whatever man potentially did this. I'm sure they'll allege somebody did it, whether in storyline they ever reveal. You don't think it's Maria being a heel to set everybody up that these two are kind of on the outs, but in reality she screws over whoever his opponent is to eventually give him the win. And they fooled everybody, hook, line, and sinker. So it's, like they do, it's, like they, it's like what they did with Lana and Rusev. Yeah, but that was that. one episode. If this is an arc, you know? Yeah. Where he just I don't know. buried and absolutely, um, what's the word, um, emasculated. You know what I mean? Well, if, yeah. Eric, if Eric Bischoff's coming in, if we go back to hot lesbian action, he might have Maria as a lesbian before she has his next baby. Good Lord, Dustin. Well, I'm just, <laughs> historical reference, you know, talking about Bischoff and story arcs. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But that does sound like a Vince pitch where it's like, oh, and every week he comes in and she emasculates him more and emasculates him more and parades him in. And someone in creative goes, but eventually Mike gets the win, right? And Vince is like, no, he just keeps going lower and lower and lower. Yes. I <laughs> Verbatim, word for word, maybe even, Glenn, you may be right. <laughs> we'll see. It, it is random because Mike was getting some momentum with 205 Live, yeah. so it is random. So, they, so you, you would think, because of how random this is, you'd think they have some purpose to this, like some actual – Long or better, it caught fire, right? Everyone was talking about it. This was so much better than what we thought this was going to be. Now we've got to do something with it. Let's act on it. Yeah. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, Seth Rollins apologized to Will Ospreay. I saw that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. He doesn't, he's, he's a universal champion of WWE, the biggest brand there is, right? Monopoly, a lot of people like to say. Um, not so much, right? But still, you know, he's in the promised land, right? He's he's playing for the New York Yankees. He's Derek Jeter at the moment, right? So for him to even do that, I was pretty impressed with because in wrestling, you're always taught if you're number one, you don't really sell for number two. You don't mention number two ever because they're not worthy of it. As arrogant as that sounds, that's what you're kind of not verbatimly taught. No one verbalizes this to you or says this to you, but that's kind of what the confidence and arrogance you get from working in a major company like that. And uh, for him to do that, I was actually really impressed with that, to apologize the way he did. Yeah, and he apologized for uh, suggesting they compare bank accounts. But he stands by his comments. That WWE... He should stand by his comments. He's the universal world, whatever the hell it is, world champion <laughs> at WWE. He should be saying that. He should be thinking that. Yeah. We all, every wrestler should think that about themselves. Every single one should. Yeah. Um, what do you want him to say? Like, like, actually, you know what? I'm probably like a four-star wrestler, and this guy's probably a five-star <laughs> wrestler. You know what? Here, here's my championship title. WWE, please sign him. He's better than me. <laughs> no. He should be saying those things if asked. I get uh, he's been asked, though. So, so there is a belief that Gals and Anderson have agreed to terms on a new WWE deal. And that might be part of the reason why they reunited with AJ Styles. They're getting this push uh, with the club back together. Justin, is anything confirmed about this? I don't know anything being officially confirmed. I personally don't think that they've agreed to terms. I think that, uh, I think this is WWE, Paul Heyman, whatever. I think this is an attempt to like, to try to get these guys to stay around. And yeah, it's three years too late to team them up with, with Styles, but it doesn't mean that, even though it's three years too late, it doesn't mean it can't still work. Um, if, if done right, it could still work. Uh, so I, I think this is a. I think this is to try to dangle and keep them to to get them to sign again. I don't think they have. I don't know that for sure, but I don't think they have. Um, but so we'll 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 find out here in a couple months if they're still showing up on WWE TV or not. Honestly, to get them to resign, what I what I would do if there's there's just hell bent on not resigning, let's say what I would have done, I would have went to uh, Gallows. One on one, said, you know, the first run you had here as fastest, yada yada yada. Um, 
now we brought you back as a tag team. It didn't work well. Well, here's the deal. We think you're a main event talent as a singles act. Oh. We'll resign you for X amount of money. Now you break that team up, and Gal sticks around. I'm saying if I was WWE, I was desperate to keep that tag team here, not go to AEW. I'd have to, I, I would do my damnedest to break them up. Just being a businessman, I'm saying a smart businessman. Because if they go to AEW as a tag team, I'm sorry, WWE, right off the gate, AEW's tag team division is a thousand times better. You're right, and and the and, and Gallows and Anderson are an interesting situation, unlike most of the other talents since this AEW situation comes up. Because the moment that AEW cropped up, that changed the leverage for WWE with these two guys. Because before AEW became a thing, Gallows and Anderson, if they live, if they leave WWE, they go back to Japan. That's where they're a huge stars. At. You know, Gall Gallows is in Georgia. I think Anderson's in uh, Ohio. They have their kids. They, they, you know, they have their kids. They want to be back here. They don't want to be away from them. the kids. Are getting older, and so that's the one thing is that that's that's the one downside of Japan is they're gone for half the year over there. But now that AEW crops up and AEW's got money and AEW is is is, is in the states and AEW is not going to have as demanding of a tour schedule and AEW would foster a, a team and talent like them. The moment AEW popped up, that made Gallows and Anderson. That gave that gave them huge leverage in this situation so Same you know Maria for crying out loud they never would have been resigned otherwise yeah so this is a uh, you know so I mean I, I but to answer your question no I don't think they've signed again they might have verbally said they might have they might have verbally said to WWE yeah start making us putting us in the main event give us a bigger paydays <laughs> put us with AJ We'll take a look at these contracts a little bit closer, but I don't think anything's been signed on the on, in paper yet. I'm, I have no idea about this. I'm just making my guess. I think they have. Well, we shall see. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the latest details on that situation. Now, Raw's ratings were up last night. It did 2.496 million viewers. That is up 10% from last week's 2.75 million viewers. And what is interesting is while the first hour drew 2.468 million viewers, it was up in the second hour, 2.676, and the drop to the third hour was only 5%. These might seem like small incremental changes, but compared to the trend between hour one and hour three, this is huge. And an upward trajectory is uh, definitely something they don't see often lately on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So that's the Paul Heyman effect. Now, one thing we didn't talk about earlier is during that opening uh, segment with the Kevin Owens show, they did announce that The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane O'Mac and Drew McIntyre will be no holds barred yep. at Extreme Rules. Yeah. It it's should just pay-per-view. Didn't we all kind of already assume that every match has Extreme Rules? And well, yeah, that that and that and Shane McMahon doesn't have matches that aren't no holds barred. If Shane McMahon no. can't lead the ring, then what's the point of Shane McMahon out there? Uh, Justin Labar, what's your favorite barred hold? My favorite barred hold, uh, probably the eye, the eye rake. The eye I'm a big fan of the back rake, but to okay. the front. <laughs> so but it's, it's got to be hold. I think the back sleeper. Mm. Chinlock of Doom. Solid answer. <laughs> Hopefully we see some of these barred holds during the no-holds-barred match at Extreme Rules. Uh, also tonight, we did get a backstage video from Bobby Lashley. Meanwhile, they're talking about Braun Strowman, hurt his spleen. Uh, you know, they're making it seem like he definitely is worse for wear, whereas Bobby was cutting this video tonight. Looks like he might be in a uh, hospital. Hated um, it. I yeah. they're they I mean they've shown I mean look and, and 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 props to the props to Braun and Bobby and props to the the pyro and the tech and everybody. They made you know you only have you only have you only have one take to get that whole that whole stunt right. You got one take for the for the LED board to break away, for the explosions, for everything. And they timed it and did it perfectly. The execution was great. So and they, and they've replayed it and showed it. The YouTube video is getting a ton of hits. It's great. I don't want to see 24 hours later Bobby Lashley talking to me. I, give me a week. Let me think he's dead for a week. I don't want to see him. Here's the problem. Braun was the aggressor in the situation. Bobby should have eaten it worse. Thank you. Braun. Thank you. Yeah. No, I wanted to see Bobby in a hospital bed, and then Leo Rush comes in with balloons and a teddy bear saying, get well soon. You know, yeah. please, Lord, it should have been me. Um, something. But Bobby yeah. talking tonight and cutting this promo, yeah. big mistake. I hated it. hated it. What's up? Have you heard anything about what's up with Leo Rush, Justin? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think we've seen the last of him in WWE. Wow. 
No way. Right now, in this run, yes. In this, in this run, yes. They let him, you're saying they're going to let him go? In this run, I think we have seen Dude, Leo, go to AEW, my man, and below the bleep up. I mean, the guy's young. The guy's like 24, so I'm not yeah, saying, he's you know. as athletic as they come, dude, and he will help that company even more because he fits in perfectly, plus he can cut promos. He can cut major league promos. That'd be, if they're, look at, if they're holding on to Gallows and Anderson, who have not been on television in five years, if they're holding on to Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis, who before 205 Live has not been seen, they've been outside of Milk Carton for three years. I, myself, did not know Maria. My buddy, my friend, my compadre was on freaking WWE contract. I didn't even know that, okay, until last night because I watched 205, okay? So with all that said, they're going to go to bat WWE and hide, and not hide, but protect all these other talents, okay? But they're not going to protect the guy that is a much better fit for that their new competitor, if you will. I don't want to call him competitor full-time yet, but um, AEW, then this guy who they stuck I- into more than any of those other talents. Bro, Leo, I'm not arguing with you. Leo's a hell of a talent. And, go, dude. They would have I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But I, I think I think I think a message to the locker room, Justin, for somebody being arrogant and cocky like he was, right? And he had all this heat on him. They do it right away. They don't let him just sit there and be, you know, off to the side on the shelf. For him to be punished, he'll do that, yes. But um when they're ready to release somebody, though, over it, so everyone in the locker room gets the message, this will not be accepted. They do it right away. They don't wait like this. I think, uh, so if the final nail in the coffin, if you have to speculate, Justin, do you think it was that he defended himself to some wrestling journalists and reached out directly to tell his side of the story after all the uh, the uh, the controversy about the supposed heat he had? I mean, do you think that was perhaps the mistake that has kept him off TV and uh, completely unseen these past couple months? I know that situation definitely didn't help. I mean, this, this dating, again, this, and the guy's a huge, I'm not, Matt's completely right. This guy, for, for he's 24 years old, this guy can cut promos, he's athletic i'm not doubting his stock but this goes back to even when he was he when he was still just at the performance center every day he hadn't even he hadn't even been seen otherwise i i think it was emma who got released or somebody oh, yeah. one of the girls you know it started there he had been with the WWE for a cup of coffee under contract and he made some real you know i, I think and, and you know look, and look he was like 20 or 21 like you know I, I said shit when i was 20 or 21 that i you know it, but I, I think he's had unfortunately a lot of incidents where he you know he, he stands by who he is and you know that's that's that, that's good in a business where you got to be able to protect yourself but i feel like maybe there's been just one too many things where it might be he might disappear for a little bit. And again, maybe three years from now, he's back with WWE. But I, I really do think that this run, I think we might have seen the last one for now. So, we'll see. There you have it, folks. Uh, quote Justin Labar in that headline. I know. That's just yeah, my opinion. Sorry. I just remember it's my opinion here. I mean, yeah. You know. Could you imagine if Meltzer said that, oh, my God, the internet would break. Well, let's call Leo. If he's, t- he's talking to the rest of the- Let's call <laughs> him right now. Let's get him on. We'll there you go. Point uh, blank. Well- Gentlemen, talking about this tonight has been far more enjoyable and interesting than watching SmackDown was. Yes, definitely. So we have yeah. that going for us, at least. Now, we'll be back here uh, Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw, the go-home show before uh, Extreme Rules. Matt Morgan, anything you want to plug before we take it home? No. Justin, what do you got? What should people check out on the interwebs? At Check Justin Labar. At Justin Labar. Give me the follow. I'm uh, Glenn Rubenstein at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.